like I had an intro and I totally forgot it. (laughs) You do the intro. This is your jam. Danny. Yeah? I seen a rainbow yesterday. (laughs) You did you? No, but we are, uh, I, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. We'll get into it, but today we are doing. Yeah, that's this is a terrible intro. I started <laughs> started strong and then it it went away. Um, Josh, I still think you're crazy, sexy, and cool. Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate you supporting me. Maybe I'll give you the red light special. Oh ho ho! Yeah, I'm digging on you. <laughs> you creep. Oh damn! <laughs> uh. Yeah, so uh, if you couldn't tell by our weird puns, um, we are doing 1994's Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. I have some opinions that you are going to hate and love. It's cool. I, I uh, This album is incredible, but there definitely are... It's not all strong. No, no. So, and, uh, you know, nostalgia is... A lot of it holds up, but uh, nostalgia does did blind my mind's eye so but anyway i went into this only knowing the singles i've never listened to this album without the single or other than the singles is that your personal history i mean personal history i grew up in the 90s and i remember driving around with my friends that were girls and we would jam this album and dixie chicks and it was good times but yeah I had well, a few of these songs on playlists or mixtapes. So this album came out when I was in fourth grade in the 90s, 1994 and late 1994, uh, which it then carried over like all the way to where when this album and its singles were nominated for Grammy Awards, it was all the way at the, tw- the 1996 Grammys. Like it had a large carryover. Um, and this was a time period where hip hop and R and B was ruling MTV. Yeah. And that's all I did was watch MTV. Not to mention TLC was one of the acts featured several times on all that. They even did the all that, all that theme song. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware of that. I did not know that. They are the all that theme song. That is TLC. Um, and yeah, hip hop and R and B during this time period was, I was all about it, and TLC was my favorite of all the things that I liked in that grouping, those genres. TLC was the queens; they were they were at the top, and I was T Boz from uh, TLC is my was my first cele- celebrity crush. I used to uh, buy for like a dime or a quarter like the girls in my class would like buy the the, like tiger beats and stuff and then they'd like cut out the the like one page posters of tlc and i'd like buy them for like a quarter (laughs) um i was yeah i was heavily very 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 into tlc um and just you know r&b in general i had like when when we talk about uh I don't remember the first album I bought for sure. Actually, no, that's not true. I think I had totally crossed out before I had this. But I remember very uh, clearly an early um, birthday. I had I had just gotten a CD player, and my dad took me to the store and gave me money to just buy whatever for my birthday. Or took me to the mall. And I bought like three or four CDs, and I remember buying for sure Crazy Sexy Cool and the Batman Forever soundtrack. Nice. Two things that I own on vinyl this day. So, um, and yeah, I was uh, I was hooked. I, I do also want to mention it. for, you know, backstory. I didn't own a TLC album. However, these music videos will always be stuck in my brain forever. I know it's on, not on this album, but uh, Unpretty. Is that the name of the song? Where damn, you're beautiful. Where yeah. they're like, man, that video is intense. And when you're a young kid, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and waterfall. I mean, waterfalls won one video of the year. 
That one didn't hold up though with a terrible CGI. <laughs> they did uh the they morphing did around pop. Water. They did a couple uh different types of Funko Pops for um TLC and they so they did like a the previous album era and then they did this album and then the chases for this album were where they were clear like water like the video. <laughs> we yeah. got at my store we have all three of them but not chases just the three yeah. of them from waterfalls. There was a pl- there was a uh, there was a vendor at the Lexington Comic Con that had all three, and I was very tempted. I they were going to give me they gave me like they were going to give me twenty or fifteen percent off, but no, they were they were still selling them a little bit out of my price range. And I feel you know. like for you, that's something like now I, I collect know. only like super rare horror movie ones and music ones for musicians I really love. But yeah, well, they I. If I didn't already have all three from the Ooh on the TLC tip era and all three from this one, I might have bought the chases, but... Oh, I, they had the I chases. Just, yeah, they I were the chases. I know you had them already. Never yeah, mind. no, I have them. Oh, yeah. Those were... Okay. Pre- I'm just waiting for them to do Spice Girls once. That's yeah, that's got to happen soon. We got Sync. We got Backstreet Boys. We got Boys to Men. We got... We even have an... I just saw last night we have an Aaliyah pop, which that yeah. actually doesn't surprise me, but I had never seen it. In the, in the store so anyway yeah so i was very into tlc as a kid and i didn't actually i didn't see tlc live until they did one of those like 90s tours i saw them at pine knob like five years ago it was like 20 i said like 22 years i was waiting to see them yeah but so. that was after left eye right well yeah it was like with tab like Five years ago, that's or four years ago or something. So who covered up for her left eye? Nobody. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they've just been touring just the two of them. Yeah. Okay. Which, interestingly enough, I I learned something new about this album. I didn't know, like you know, left oh, eye's not really on here. About that, I yeah. know. Yeah. So, but we can get into that stuff in a bit. Uh, I want to do a stat sheet. Yep. Stat sheet. All right, so this is their second studio album. It was released on November 15th, 1994. What? Oh, no, I'm just... Oh, I thought you were telling me no. I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> I'll fight you. No. Uh, it went 12 times platinum, and it is the highest-selling album by a female group in the United States. From really? the United States. The only out. Al- oh, female... from the United States. Well, so it's actually the second highest-selling uh one in the states from a girls group. The only one that's higher is Spice. By the that's Spice what I Girls. thought. Yep. So, but yeah, they're the highest, highest selling American female group. Uh, debuted at number fifteen on the the album chart, selling seventy seven thousand copies in its first week. It peaked at number three, um, twelve times platinum, like I said, um, and has sold fifteen over fifteen million copies worldwide. I love they they wow. they have this and has sold an additional 1.27 million copies through BMG Music Club. I was like, why is that in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and the oh no, the album wasn't the album wasn't nominated for anything, but some of the singles were nominated for Grammys. And we'll get to that when we when we get there. Okay. Um, let's ha- get into it. Yeah. Do you want to do do you want to do tracks or do we want to I think I have some stuff but it's mostly like uh, nobody really cares where it was recorded cuz it's not anywhere notable. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess the only thing is that they uh the producers were Babyface uh who's you know obviously a super famous songwriter Dallas Austin who they had worked with before and Jermaine Dupree. Remember J- Jermaine Dupree? I even put that in a note for a later song. Whatever happened to Jermaine Dupree? He's pro- he's probably still um, producing. We just don't know. He's just. Do you have a background. breakdown of who produced each track? Um, I deleted it because I wasn't going to go through it, but I do I have can... questions on some songs that do not seem produced well. So. Oh yeah, I, I don't. So that's the thing. I don't really know a whole lot about like anybody's. Uh, they also worked with Organized Noise. Which I think is part of the uh, 
uh, what are they? Um, the group that Outcast is in, like the the Atlanta, they're like little click. I can't yeah. remember what they're called though. Was the that Dungeon why Andre's family. on two or three tracks? Well, so they're from Atlanta. Yeah. So, well, and I just, I actually, when I was doing some research, I did see a thing that they said that this guy was doing an interview and I don't know who he was, but he was part of the Dungeon family. And he said that T-Boz was like the chick in the Dungeon family who doesn't get enough credit, but she was like the girl that was friends with all the guys. Like she was just like one of the guys. Oh. And I was like, oh, I, I never even knew that they were like that closely affiliated with that group, but that's cool. So um yeah okay you want to do some tracks yeah let's start with an interlude there are very many interludes on this album, you know my opinion on interludes we we know that that is a thing in these 90s rap and r&b albums as we noted with uh <laughs> with outcast so yeah all right here we go interlude. track one intro lewd Yo, I'm checking for left eye, man. Oh, God, G. <laughs> I don't know, God, I don't know, God, I don't know, God. I don't really, really know. Check the flow. Check the flow. Crazy, sexy, sexy. Oh, oh, oh. My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode. To have a crush on Dawn from N It's not like honey bitch would wanna get with me. But just in case I own more condoms than TOC. Um speaking of which, you know how That's enough of that. They have more condoms than TLC? What? Oh yeah, so I can tell you about that. So um well so TLC their aesthetic and their music style in this album is much different than they were they were more hip hop oriented in the first album and they used to wear super colorful costumes or like not costumes clothing and they um they would wear like uh condoms like sewn into their they've always been advocates for like women's empowerment and like safe sex and that was like one of the things like you'll see I'm, I'm you know what? i'm just gonna send you a picture tlc condoms <laughs> okay that makes more sense then Without knowing the backstory, I was like, are you guys calling them a whore? No, no, no. Let me just... uh... Oh, here's... So... Can I just... Oh, you know what? I'll just share it. I don't know what I'm doing. So if we go to here... I don't know how well you can see this, but you can throw it in the chat. Oh, yeah. So you see these pictures? They're they're wearing like baggy, colorful clothing, but the but left eye has a condom like in her glasses. Okay. Yep. It's just uh, they were always they were always advocating for you know like women's sexual empowerment and safe sex so that's what that's from yeah they're not thankfully not fife dog from tribe called quest which is who that is yep. uh was not calling them whores yeah so that's good 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 without context i was confused yeah like the starting track let's just call out and make fun of them that's what i was like what's going on yeah what the hell no all right um, so yeah that's a that's a fine interlude so it's 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 cool because it has a little bit more substance than some of the other ones, but it also it's like it's got a feature on it, so that's that's kind of that's something. It's not like some interludes that we've heard on um, on some tracks on other albums and stuff are like, what is this? This this does nothing for me. But at least he's like rapping. It's a guy from another group, and he's rapping a verse. It's it's something. There's some substance. There's a little meat on there. So, a little meat, a little meat, a little meat on the bone. Yeah. All right. Track two, A Creep by Radiohead. No. Rude. Track two, Creep by TLC.
what can you really say about this? It's amazing. Simple strings, horns, scratches. The song's production is great. It's still a bop after all these years. Uh, my only other note is two wrongs don't make a right, T-Boss. Just because he's cheating doesn't mean you should creep. <laughs> but it's a it's a great song. Yeah. Uh, lead single. Um, it was nominated and won no it won the grammy award for best r&b performance by a duo or group with vocal um it was written by dallas austin who tried to write the track from a female perspective and wrote it and produced it uh it's based on t boz's experience with infidelity um the lyrics portray the singers as women who cheat on their unfaithful lovers for attention um but actually left eye was like not happy about that um and she threatened to wear black tape over her mouth in the music video because she thought it went against their message of like safe sex and being like responsible and she said like to to, to paraphrase she's like why why say we also cheat why not just say leave yeah um and i guess she she had some verses that kind of said some of that um and they weren't used and but then they were later put on a remix um but yeah no this is a this is a good song um it was topped topped the billboard hot 100 for four weeks it's one of the biggest singles of the year um and uh, it's one of their timeless songs. And it's uh, really the first example of, uh, you know, a, a sign, a sound of the time where it's like you have, uh, you're kind of fusing hip hop and R&B. You have this like R&B soul kind of feel, but you're, it's still kind of over more of a hip hop beat. Um, and uh, the thing that I said earlier in my really bad intro is I've I've learned some things is, you know, I'm realizing I kind of had like a awakening with this album because I'm just thinking about Josh in his life and and that things that go on to this day. T-Boz is my first celebrity crush, right? Right. I have a I have like a tomboy thing. She's a tomboy. I like. I like like a lower lady vocal. Yep. I'm just I'm uh, obviously I had like young nine ten year old Josh was like, oh, okay. You know what's up? Here's something. Here's something. <laughs> here's, here's something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's creep. Track three. Kick your game. I'd even try to get with her <laughs> if I didn't make that clear in my last set of statements. So anyway. Left Eye and Andre sound so good together. I want just an album of Left Eye and Andre. Like, you don't think so? Andre? Andre 3000. I don't think he's, that's not him. According to Genius, he did the chorus with, or the verse, whatever Left Eye did, he sang with her. And I'm not talking about Jermaine Dupri's part. Really? Yeah. Go to it. Let's play it. Oop. I went back to the beginning. Huh. I couldn't really. According to the genius that said it was Andre, so. Well. I don't know how smart they are, but they are genius. It's it's (laughs) possible. Uh, What other notes do I have? This was where I said whatever happened to Jermaine Dupri. Chili has (laughs) some pipes in this song. Chili's always been the person that's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sing. You you better be ready for it. I think Chili's the one I have a crush on in the group. 
But great vibes, really highlights all three talents. Like everyone sounds really tight in this one. Yeah, um, this was a promotional single. It didn't like chart or anything, but it's it was like uh, came out beforehand. Um, yeah, it's about uh, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're in the club and you're gonna say what's up to any of the members of TLC, you better like you know you better bring your A game because. They're not yeah. messing with no fools. They don't want no scrubs. No, that's later, though. I know. <laughs> later. Later, later, later. Any other thoughts on it? Not really. This is a... It's, um, you know, I, I tend to like these songs that have Left Eye in them more. Me um, too. And I feel bad that she's not on more of the album. But should I talk about why that is now? Is that a good time to do that? Yeah. So uh, she's had a lot of personal problems. Uh, and right around this time, she uh, was dealing with an alcohol problem. And she was uh, romantically engaged with Andre Risen, who was an NFL football player. And she, they were having some troubles. And she lit a pair of his shoes on fire and threw them in a bathtub. And burned down and the it, house. And burned down the house. I remember that. And uh, so she was in rehab. And she actually didn't have a lot of input on the album because they only let her leave rehab twice to record. So she, I think she did more than what they used, but th- this was like the stuff that's on the album is the best stuff. So Interesting. Yeah, so that's why she's not. And, and you can see that like on the first album. She's on it more. I mean, there it's more of a rap style overall than this album, but she's still on the album more than she is uh, on this one. So it's good to know that. I mean, it's not good to know that th- there were like personal issues and she was in rehab, but it's good to know that it wasn't just like the other members being like, "Well, fuck you, Lisa." Like, <laughs> you know, we don't want your input. You know, so. All right, track four, digging on you. Okay, I'm going to say my one compliment on the song before I get into it. I do think the chorus has a cool flow, and it's nice, but have you played the game Animal Crossing? No. No? Uh-uh. All right, well, any of our listeners out there who have played Animal Crossing, the beat that in the horn, background that horn sound? is just from Animal Crossing. I mean, Animal Crossing style. Uh, I, I, I don't like this song at all. The drum track in the background, once you hear it, is just the most repetitive thing in the world. And it drives me nuts because it like once I heard it, it's all I could hear throughout the song. And I think it's it's a fine song. I think it's pretty weak to be a single, though. What are monkey lines? That was one of the lyrics. I think like so this song is about like. You were hitting me with some like whack pickup lines, but I'm still uh, I'm still into you for whatever reason, and I don't know why. It's kind of funny that it comes right after "Kick Your Game" because it's kind of like the the complete inverse of what "Kick Your Game" was. Yeah, as far as like th- thematic. Um, yeah, I I hated this song to be honest. <laughs> it's a weaker song. Uh, it's definitely I was I'm surprised that a it was a single and B that it was a well-received sing- platinum single that reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, that annoys me, too. And I'll get into that way later in the album. <laughs> so, yeah, man. what are you going to do? All right. Track five case of the fake people. It also had the the weakest video. It was just like a concert video. No, I didn't even see that one. Yeah. That's why, probably. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> 
All right. I hated this song too. <laughs> it sounded like a bad 80s R&B song. The vocal effects they put on T-Boss sounded terrible. I don't know if it was reverb or what was going on. Before you told me, my biggest note here was like, Left Eye's getting fucked. Where is she? This album, is she even on this album? <laughs> yeah. And it's a very mass song, but... And the concept seems forced. They were like, hey, we need another song. Go go make something about fake people. Well, I would agree with that, except for... They're like... <clears throat> one of their biggest hits on their first album was what about your friends? And it was like about people saying that like once they got big, they like changed and it's just kind of a, the, the same kind. It's like the inverse of this where it's like we're, we're finding out who our real, it's we're finding out who our real friends are, like who has your back, who's who will help you, uh, you know, even though, even now that you've, now that things are different and this is, uh, I feel like this this is in line with that. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, it's not my uh, favorite song. Uh, I don't know if it's one that I would skip or, you know. I think if I was, like, across the room, wouldn't walk across the room to skip <laughs> it. I would. But if I was close to it, um I'm looking to see if I'm. Uh, I was trying to to read uh, to see if that was Andre or not on the Wikipedia article for Kick Your Game. He is not listed under personnel. Oh, but there's also no additional vocals listed under personnel. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. All right, next track. <laughs> Another interlude. Love them. What's this one called again? Sorry. Crazy Sexy Cool. That's the name of the album. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to the fellas for a minute. I want y'all to know the fly is kind of hot to get with talk in 94. A period. She's crazy, sexy, cool. Crazy. I'm let y'all know with that big. Cool. <laughs> she kinda like me. <laughs> when y'all like a girl, that's a nice sense. You know, I don't mind T Boss talking, but I don't need I don't need Puffy. And yeah, he was Puffy at this time. He's not Diddy, so we're calling him Puffy. I don't need Puffy's <laughs> little <laughs> like it like yeah. <laughs> like in between like that's annoying to me. <laughs> it reads like a Tinder profile. But I would swipe all right. <laughs> it was fine. Speaking of swiping. Track seven, red light special. We're not too swipe yet. <laughs> or that switch I was thinking of. You idiot. I know. Baby, it's I'm going to say it. What? It's better than I'll make love to you by boys to men. You think so? I know so. Okay. It okay. Is. All right. <laughs> so I know this was a huge, huge hit. Peaked at number two. Everyone loved it. This song's fine. I think there's sexier songs on the album. I think what drives me nuts is the production on this song. It sounds like a Casio keyboard doing everything in the background. Don't get me wrong. The girls are sounding great. But the production it's, of it drives me nuts. It's 1994, man. Yeah, but there's songs on this album that have great production. This sounds like they sat in a room and some dude with a Casio hit like a drum beat and then did a few little weird string things. All I know is... 
I used to listen to this song when I was like nine and ten, and I was like, I didn't really know why I was shouldn't be listening to it, but I knew I shouldn't <laughs> be listening to it. It is a sexy song. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's just, I feel like it was not done justice. It was done dirty by everything going on in the background. You know what? They were like, this song's gonna be so sexy. We don't even need to do all that stuff. Well, when we someone sits down to like pick it apart, then we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like that old uh, Chris Kattan. Uh, oh, no. Too sexy, my friend. <laughs> too sexy. <laughs> it's too sexy. We have to just throw a Casio behind it. Yeah. 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 We. It would be so messy if it was if it was any sexier. <laughs> All right. Track eight. Nah, this one's kind of popular, I guess. Uh, Waterfalls? Never heard of it. <laughs> Never. Come on. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and finally been. I drank some hot one died given raisin, because my life is in shades of gray. I pray often fade away, sell the raisin for the seven days. And like this promise is true, only my faith can undo the many chances I'm playing the whole thing, I don't care. Lisa actually wrote the song too, like not just the rap. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is a fucking jam. I mean, let's just be honest. It's a monster of a song. It... I, I want to pick it apart a little, not in a bad way. I never really like dug into it. So the first verse is about a mother watching her son make bad decisions and there's nothing she can do. Yeah. Right. Second verse is about STDs and unprotected sex. Yep. And then the third verse, which is left eye, is just a rap about like inspirational pep talk and hey, things are rough, but we can do this. This is on you and me. We can. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it was kind of just like a a song about the serious things of the time. And so like, yeah, drugs, drugs and gang activity and and HIV AIDS and. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I just have yeah. never picked apart the verses and been like, oh, these are completely like different scenarios that they're all jamming out to. It's a great song, great lyrics, great message. Yeah, it spent uh, seven weeks at number one, second biggest single of 1995, according to Billboard. Um, and it... Uh, was nominated for record of the year at the Grammys and also best pop performance by a duo or group with vocal. Um, and I just, the, also it won uh, video of the year at the MTV VMAs. And this is a time period where that was an important yeah. show and award to win. Um, and it was, I mean, it, you could not escape this music video. If you watched MTV in 1994, 95, it was every um, almost to the point that it was probably on too much. I never got sick of it because when you're a little kid, you don't give a shit. You're like, yeah, I love this. Like, I didn't get sick of it either. I loved it. Um, I do so, want to say that this is one of two songs that Weird Al had ruined up for me. What is his? Uh, his is "Don't Go Making Phony Calls." Oh, it's yeah. all about prank calls and like his is good and i think that's the problem is when he does good ones you almost like sing the wrong lyrics like i'll be singing this and then i'll accidentally sing like a weird l lyric and i'm like no 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 that is that is weird l that's not tlc <laughs> yeah and the um, other one is uh gangster's paradise yeah also it's... also came out the same year so speaking of that i want you to so it didn't it was only not it was nominated for the two awards it didn't win either one of them the best pop performance one isn't as exciting, but listen to this record. So it lost record of the year to Kiss from a Rose by Seal. But listen to the other songs that are also in this category. One of Us by Joan Osborne. That's, you know, what if God was one of us? <laughs> kind of a one-hit wonder, but that song yeah. was also a monster. One Sweet Day by 
Boys to Men and Mariah Carey, which has still holds the record, I think, for most weeks at number one, and Gangster's Paradise. It's like it's not even upsetting that they lost because that cat. If they if they had lost to one of us, I might have been upset. But <laughs> just a monster, monster. It's funny because nowadays, like the record of the year, any of any Grammy nominations, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of two of those songs for like any song, any category, and. Like every one, every one of these are like, uh, you know, even for the one that's not as impressive, they lost to Let Her Cry by Hootie and the Blowfish. And then also nominated was Love Will Keep Us Alive by the Eagles and I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts, which went on to be even more popular for other reasons. But What other reasons, Josh? I've never heard that song. Some show that people like that I don't like. <laughs> Did um, you see this year's Grammys, speaking of? Uh, I talked about it a little bit. I, all I saw was that uh, I saw that our boys, Silk Sonic, uh, won, away. won all of theirs. And I don't remember uh, other than that. John Batiste did really good too. Yeah, I actually I did hear that because I was remember, I remember I was like, oh yeah, Danny told me about that guy on an episode like a while ago. So Olivia Rodrigo's killing it with awards. The only one I'm sad about is that, uh, God, I was just looking at his name. Mm-hmm. That twenties didn't get nominated for anything. The who? Twenties. In 20. the 20s. Oh, no. 20s. That Lil Nas X was up for a lot of it and didn't win any. Yeah. I'm glad Donda didn't win a bunch, though. So he did yeah. win some and he didn't show up. So whatever. I think he's banned. Oh, is he banned? I think I think he might be. He can still win awards if they're banned. Yeah. So can Will Smith. Hmm. Not that we're going to talk about that on here. People don't <laughs> care about our slap takes. I also don't really have an opinion. So I did see a funny joke that I'll relay where someone was like, he's banned, but he still won awards. Cause I remember reading about that. They're like, that's not a punishment to not have to sit through three hours of the grant or whatever. Oscars. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Colin Jost made that. Was it? Colin? Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. He's yeah. like, if you want to really punish him, make him host it next year. Yeah. That yeah. was a funny SNL. Yeah. All right, so. back to this album, Crazy yeah. Sexy Cool. Sorry, we got sidetracked there by Grammys and then Will Smith for a second. Where are we? So we just did Amazing Waterfalls. We're doing another intermission <laughs> lewd. Crazy Sexy Cool. It's literally just that over and over. That one's not. That one has no substance. It's just there. Unnecessary lewd. Enter unnecessary. I don't know. I was trying to do what they do with the wordplay. I got you. All right, track 10. Let's do it again. Okay. All right. Um, This is where I went off a little rant about the fact that Left Eye wasn't around, so I'm going to try to trim it down because now that I know the truth. Uh, I think this is the second time in the album they've called their their man a precious thing. I don't know why that stuck out to me. But my God, another Casio beat with no Left Eye and a bunch of moans that were cool for the first two times, but then they just kept reusing the same moan over and over. This would have been a great time for Left Eye to jump in and kill it. This album should be renamed TC Mild Sexy Cool at this point. I was getting angry at this point because the singles were the best part. I was like, this is driving me crazy. Get it, TC, because there's no Left Eye. I got you. Okay. (laughs) It's still sexy cool, but it was just feeling very mild at this point. Less crazy. Got it. See, I didn't like this song. Um, Yeah, I think let's do it again. Uh, So I think the thing that put TLC kind of on the map is that the 
or at least like help them rise above is that they were able to like meld hip hop and R&B together in a way that made them like different. It's kind of, it's very similar to like new Jack swing, like yeah. that you get from like, um, Bell Biv DeVoe and some boys to men and a lot of other groups of the time. But this, this kind of, this song strikes me as like one of those like late eighties, early nineties R&B songs that just kind of like, it doesn't have those extra elements that made TLC different and popular. It has, it just sounds like a regular R and B song from the time. Yeah. Doesn't really do anything. Something you'd hear in a target. Yeah. All right. Track 11. If I was your girlfriend, if I was your girlfriend, no chorus so I didn't really know where to go do you know this is a Prince cover no I didn't that makes me sad it's better than the Prince cover oh. it's better than the Prince version Prince sings in this this crazy high falsetto the whole time and I don't like it and this one has more flavor to it and a better like it has a better backbeat and stuff all right <laughs> you want to hear a little bit of the Prince version? I, if it, especially if you're sighing, I want you to hear the Prince version. I think it'll make you like this version better. Okay. Because they didn't stray away from this, the the like the feel. I think they made it better. Prince one way more. Um, uh, see, I it's so disjointed. Like it, like there's there's flows with the beat that they've established, and his he's like doing this thing where he doesn't like he's like doesn't follow it, and I I don't like it. All right, so let me get into my, why I didn't like track eleven. If I was your girlfriend, it started off with somewhat of a Middle Eastern beat, and then it sounded like they used an accordion. The song has no energy, and it seems really forced. I just feel like they're not enjoying doing this. Those were my notes. I did have a note. Josh is going to hate me. I don't think I like this album, but trust me, that does change. Because I'm just going to spoil it right now. Track 13 through 16 are my favorite tracks on this album. You don't like track 12? (laughs) I love poop jokes. All right, let's hear the poop joke. It's called the Sexy Interlude Track 12. What you doing? Come on, man, who's this? What you got on? (laughs) Well, stop playing. Take that, Puffy. <laughs> I think that's why it's funny to me is because it's Puff Daddy on the other line, on the other end of the line. I actually do think it's funny. It, it was yeah. unexpected, yeah, which I think I, is their point. I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I have no issue with it. That's something I'm like, I want to jam, but oh yeah, it's funny. <laughs> they killed my, it. That's my favorite interlude. Oh, not me. 
All right. So, <laughs> seriously, the next interlude is one of the best interludes I've ever heard ever. So yeah. Track thirteen. Take your time. It's take our time. Oh, sorry. Cool. Take our time. Uh, shoot. Where's no, I? call me a fool and not be ready, huh? Yeah, huh? that's how that's how it goes down here. <laughs> uh, I don't know shit. Yes. I see. I I don't like the way she sings. Oh no! Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's Joey. We're good. Never mind. Which? Hold on. I gotta. I gotta rewind us here. Is it? Let's do it again. Where T Boss sings in like a falsetto, and I hate it. Yeah, I hate that. Okay. Back to take our time. Okay. <laughs> so yes. The red light song is sexy in a sexy form. This is romantic sexy. And this is when I realized that I think Chili's breathy voice is incredibly hot. Like, I listened to this song a few times over. She really shines on this track. And that's why I think this song is actually sexier, even though it's not like, "Mm, we're going to get down and fuck. It's like, you know, we're about to make some sexy love here. And it's like, oh, they say we're going to get wet tonight. I was like, I mean, no, no, it's still. It's still got the sexiness, but I I'm think just this sick. one is too sexy. That's why it's not a single. I think, yeah, I like think this, this one, one. I this one I was like, oh, I definitely shouldn't be listening to that one. Let's just go to the next one. I'm not old enough hot. for this song. Yeah. So yeah, like this is when I got back into the album because as as you know, I did not like track 10 and 11 at all. But this song, I was like, ooh. Hello. I would agree, I would agree with you that uh, that 10. I like the tracks that you don't think are strong are like the tracks that you don't like are ones that I don't think are very strong either. So it's not, um, you're not way off base. I don't think. Well, I was just worried because remember I had not heard this album and I didn't know it was going to go uphill. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, Josh is going to be well, so they, mad. I don't a lot like of, this album. A lot of times albums don't. So I know I did not expect the last few tracks to be my favorites besides the singles, but. All right. Can I get a witness? Track 14, the interlude. Ah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Bust the rhymes in the place, y'all. Let me tell you a little song real quick. Like, I gotta get out. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Bust it. Okay. 1995. This year, I want women crazy, sexy, cool women. Buster Rhymes doesn't even have to rap. His voice is so cool that he can just, doesn't even matter. Yeah, this is one of my favorite interludes. This is awesome. Busta is great, and then Left Eye singing with him or just responding to him is awesome. Yeah, I don't see, know why little, this was an interlude because it's almost three minutes. Yeah, her little thing, her little like calling. She's literally doing this kind of the same thing that Diddy is doing in the one with T. Boz earlier on. Yeah, but it's not annoying when she does it, but it, when he does it, I'm like, shut up. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was really into this one for an interlude too. I was like, oh, okay. Even though, yeah, like I surprised. said, it was three minutes, so is it an interlude? Next track, track 15, Switch. You just got to let T-Boss do her own thing, man. Gotta stop bearing down on her. <laughs> Are you ready for me to gush? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So one, sampling Mr. Big stuff by Gene Knight, Perfect. but also sampling it by the hip hop style where they don't play the full, like oh, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. Like they just play a part of it and it just sounds so good. It's the perfect sample. It's a perfect sample. Already into it. This is my favorite song on the album. That's not a single. Like it might be one of my favorite songs altogether by them. Just a bunch of independent women saying, fuck you to gel shitty men. The bridge gets all soulful. Like it switches gear completely. Commit. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. My God. They. Let's play. And then they get that sick left eye verse. Did left eye coin the bar hotel motel holiday inn before Snoop and Pharrell? Because what this was ninety. I mean, I'm sure someone sang that way. Before. How fucking dare you? It's Sugar Hill Gang, man. <laughs> it's on Rapper's Delight. Oh yeah, but I always think of Pharrell. Snoop you Dog. uncultured swine. <laughs> Hold on, but let's still, play let's that. Play that bridge. Let's play the soulful part. Sorry, Lisa. It's too long. My God, again, like this should have been a single. Like this is going to be a song I put in regular rotation. This is so good. So that the way that she does that, well, she does. So Chili does that a lot. And there's a um, where like she just when she comes in to sing her part, like it's just like it just takes the song up a notch and in a different direction even. Yeah. Um, one of their singles off their first album, Baby, 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 like she sings the hook like that. And it's like, where did this? It was just, it's just kind of like a simple pop song. And then all of a sudden she starts singing. And you're like, whoa, what happened? It's so. just a beautiful transition in this one, too. I don't understand how no one talks about this song. There was just so much other stuff to talk about that, yeah. you know. Plus, you know, the whole thing with TLC, I just thought of this. The whole thing with TLC, uh, with this album, is like they were this brought to light. I, it's one of the first times I ever remember it like bringing to light that Artists don't even on a really popular album like artists don't make nearly as much money from the sales as you think that they do. Like there, I remember they did like a behind the music of this, and they were saying like, like they showed Left Eye like saying like, this is how much like this is we get like this many cents off of every album sale. Like it's not, you know, because yeah. that was the whole thing. Is like oh they sold like this many millions of records and they're broke or whatever kind of thing. Like after like a little bit after this. So, and I think my final note on it is I think Creep and Waterfalls are perfect singles. They're great songs. But I think Switch production-wise, creativity-wise, structure-wise is just like an ultimate TLC song from what I I think you switch huh, you switch <laughs> switch with uh with digging on you because i think at this time everybody had like a sexy single. So like Red Light, I think I think Red Light Special is your your sexy single it's even though the production's not as good as take our time i think it still makes more sense on the radio i think yeah um you know but yeah every every group at this time had their like hey what's up you know se- <laughs> sexy you song so uh like i'll make love to you by uh by boys to men which is inferior i love boys to men though Track 16, Something Wicked This Way Comes. I'm just playing this one from the start, baby. Do it. Andre! Remember back in the time when the only sign we had was pickets? But now in 94, it be this way, something come wicked. G-Angs, killing others for color. Things that we wear for fashion. Other brothers take it for a reason to be blasted. What the cuff is going on? Now soft like buttercups, but had enough of singing that same song. See, I stayed across the street from the projects. Took out your mama trash and groceries to her trunk to keep my pockets. Back like Sagan only been to jail one week for some sure bit. And I pray to God I won't repeat, I should have pulled it when I had the chance. To. No, I shouldn't get that. Cause if I did that, y'all would not hear that. That shit, they put you on your tippy. Tippy toes like that teller. Not calling no names, but really, who's bad? I go through off the coast like a whole box of condoms. You can't forget where you come from. I just wanted to give the actual artist like a, a piece <laughs> of the clip. Uh, so we start the album and we end the album with condom references. Okay. Hot damn. 
another one that why was this not a single? And maybe I know I'm biased because I love Andre yeah. right off the bat, but even the verses are fantastic. That groove is amazing. The it's a relatable chorus. We've all had those down and out moments, having really hard times. It's a beautiful song. Seriously, track. I mean, even twelve because it was funny. But so twelve to sixteen, just put creep, kick your game, red light, waterfalls, and then thir- twelve through sixteen, and you have a perfect album or almost perfect album. <laughs> I'll take what I can get from you, Danny. I you know it's weird to me. On an album, so there are a lot of like features on here, on this album, yeah. but almost none of them are actually on a song. They're on the interludes, so it's wild to have this like. I guess because of the time, like it's not like they did this later on in Outkast's career. Yeah, like the, like Outkast wasn't like super super famous yet. This is you know this is 1994. It's, this is pre uh you know pre Heya. Um, but it's wild to have your like one prominent, prominent feature on a album track that you know no one's hearing on the radio or anything. It's but. such a good song too. Oh, do you know who played? Uh, I forgot to mention this when we talked about it though. CeeLo Green did backing vocals on Waterfalls though. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. I think that's my biggest issue with the production of this album is the songs that are produced really well are amazing. And then there's songs where I'm going to call them the Casio songs that sound like someone doesn't know what they're doing made the background noise. Yeah, I think it's just something that was more acceptable during the time, even though it's not they don't use it on every song. It's something that was not as frowned on as it probably would be today. And I think those songs just feel like filler. They were like, oh, we want to add more songs to really highlight Tebow's. <laughs> Tebow's. Tebow. I was wondering if you were going to say anything. I'm just. Tim Tebow's over here. So, yeah, that was the album. Yeah. That was still, crazy, sexy, cool. I still love it. Oh, I do. Too. I, uh, you know, there's some, there's some songs where I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember, like, not liking them. But, I, I, you know, at the same time, when I was, like, nine, was I really listening to the album tracks that much? Probably not. Like, probably just listened to the ones I knew from TV. <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, You've introduced me to some new great songs. I'm very happy about that. TLC did a, they did a, like, 90s con in Hartford, Connecticut, like, last month or the month before and it was like man they had like it was so perfect for like 10 to 12 year old me that like tlc (laughs) was there doing photo ops and stuff and like the cast from like family matters and like (laughs) it's like damn but there's too much stuff going on but i was i gotta get a photo op with tlc at some point because they, they, they actually do them. I think if they tour, if they tour again and do their like little VIP package, uh, I'll probably do it. It's like a hundred and fifty bucks or something, and you get to meet them. It's, I've paid, I've paid more for less. So yeah. All right, what would you rate this album? <sighs> I'm interested in your rating because this my was ratings funny. my ratings mean nothing though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd probably give it a, I give it a nine just because of how important it was to my development. Yeah. I'll get a, I'll give it a seven, but it was going to be much lower until those last four tracks. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I mean, yeah, if it was just like, if this was an album that was just the singles and everything else was filler, oof, but yeah, there's thankfully the back end here turns around. All right, let's get into our woo, 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 weekly rewind. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have much, but I do have, I have a what the fuck song. Okay, what's your what the fuck song? Where are you? This is a uh, material girl by AWOL uh, by AWOL Nation featuring Taylor Hansen. Of Hansen.
sir. I don't like it. Why? Why did we make that? <laughs> I don't know. Also, why is it in my release radar? I don't know. Have you ever listened to an AWOL Nation song? I don't think so. Sal! All right. I've is only got AWOL a few. Nation? Yeah, go ahead. Um, one, Lizzo dropped her new one of a couple of her new singles, but that new one about damn time is so disco and so amazing. I have not heard that. Um, let's see the interrupters. I'm very excited about their new album and the new song in the mirror is fun. Oh, see now. Why is that? Why is that not on my list? That's, Oh, you should check it out. You should play a little right now. I will play a little of the Lizzo afterwards. I want our listeners to hear it. (laughs) Not Interpool. Their new single's terrible. Still not the chorus. <laughs> it doesn't have energy in it, but it's still sad. Hey, man, I I love interrupters. Uh, they're they're a little bit sterile, you know, but. I think some of their songs are real good, and I, I as you know, as you're probably aware, I love her vocals yep. so much. So, yeah, yep. All right, All right. this and the, was it about damn time is the Lizzo yep. song. All right. Anyway. She up all night to get lucky. It's. it's- Cut to the chorus. Thick, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's a great song. That's the best song she's ever recorded. I know. I'm pumped for her new album. Cause I, I didn't I didn't I didn't love her other stuff. Oh, I love her old stuff. Well, I think it got so I never got I never got into her and then I was exposed to her by hearing her everywhere all the time and I was just like Okay, I've heard this song enough. Okay, so, stop playing it. <laughs> like <laughs> I have two other songs to mention. It wasn't a huge release week for me. 100 Gex has a new song called Doritos and Fritos. If you're into like chipcore, it's fun. And then Phoebe Bridgers has a new song. It's very mellow. You have to be in the right mood. But when I listened to it, it was super snowy out. Yes, and disgusting. And it made me feel sad. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's called did Sidelines. You, did you hear it on Monday? Yep. <laughs> so pissed off. Me too. And that's all I've got for Weekly Rewind this week. Yeah, I didn't listen to anything new. I did get my Rush Moving Pictures 40th Anniversary box set in the mail, though. Ooh. So that was pretty cool. Yep. Lots of stuff. And you know what else I did? I finally made sure, like, went through and updated my Discogs for it to have all of my stuff and took out a ton of stuff that was in my want list that I've bought over the years. And so for the first time since I've started buying records, my Discogs is completely accurate. And I would like a link to that because I want to add you as a friend so I can see your collection. Yeah, I have. Oh, so I have uh, I have one hundred and seventy eight records. Nice. And and then if you count um, 
like I have a couple different box set things. So if you count like the individual records inside of those, not like, you know, like different, you know, like I have the Star Wars scores box set. So I have, yeah. it counts it as one, but it's actually six. So if like you do that, um, I actually have, I have like 196. Nice. So That's a solid number. It's more than I thought I had, actually. Um, cool. That's, uh, I don't have anything else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. It's time to flip the record. Wait, I hope you guys have a great record store day, and we will be talking more about that next week on what we get. But now it's time to flip the record over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics. <laughs>